Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Good morning. It's good to have you with us here this morning. This is Friday the 15th. Yay. And uh, we're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Uh, my wife is uh, in New York right now visiting her sister and family. And so uh, my daughter's working and I've got my four-year-old grandson. And obviously since I'm his current caregiver, <laughs> he's with me this morning. So he's over there in the prayer area and he's playing with his toys and with his iPad and I trust he'll be there long enough for us to do this service this morning. He's really being a good boy. Hi, I'm Bruce Conover, my wife Mary Ann and I, we pastor here at Birthday Family Church and this is prayer school. And so we use this time on Friday mornings to teach on the subject of prayer. And so let's get our workbook out. Let's get our outline for Victorious Living the, the Bible. Let's get that book out. Let's open it up. Let's get ready. And you may want to be mindful to write some things down. And you're thinking, well, why would I have to write something down? Well, we're believing that God's going to speak to us. And it's going to be pertinent to us individually. That every time that we get under the sound of his voice, it's an opportunity for him to answer questions for us, to shine light in front of us in terms of our decision making, because he wants us to go in the direction of blessings. He wants us to go in the direction of the plan that he has for our life. And here comes my grandson. So understand that by getting out a piece of paper and a pencil, or whatever you're using to write with, you want to come say hi to everybody? Okay, well, come come here. Come here, Ryan. So I want you to look right, right up there. you got to get next to me because the camera doesn't go that, that wide. Okay, see there's a camera right up there. You know that platform that you were stepping on earlier? It's, there's a camera up there, and it's looking at you and I. And so I'm talking to the camera, which goes out into people's homes, and they're listening to us. So can, can, can you say hi? Hi. Okay, that's Riley, and he's precious. And so I'm going to get back to my service, okay, buddy? So what we're doing is we're anticipating this time with him, that he's going to shine light. He's going to give us understanding. He's going to answer questions, as we just said. So let's get ready to go. I'm going to pray. We're going to believe God. And we're going to have a good time with him. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, what a glorious day it is. You told us in Scripture that every day is a day that you have made. And we're to be in, in, in anticipation of in that day that you've made it. Since you made it, there's goodness in this day for us to receive. So that's why we rejoice and we're glad in this day. So today, Lord, you will speak to us. Today, you will shine light upon our hearts. Today, you'll illuminate our path and help us with our decision-making so that we can follow the plan that you have for our life. We thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, let's get into this. We've been talking about praying for leaders, 
And as we got into this study, the, the Holy Spirit began to veer me in a direction that it is of the utmost importance that you and I realize that we're not just living in a physical world. It is so easy to be drawn into that place that reality is what we see. Reality is what we experience. Reality is, is what we feel. And yes, there is a certain degree of reality to this physical realm. But truth be told, you and I are now a resident of a spiritual kingdom. We were translated out of the kingdom of darkness by virtue of a new birth. Our spirit man was resurrected and we were translated into God's kingdom. Now, God is a spirit. His kingdom is spiritual. Just like heaven. Heaven isn't a physical place. It's a spiritual place. And so right now, in real time on the earth, working alongside of everything that can be seen is a spiritual unseen realm. And we've got to grasp that because you and I have to operate in this spiritual realm to be victorious in the physical realm. It doesn't go the other way. And so we've been considering that when we pray for leaders, we've got to pray in that realm of victory that Jesus gave us. We have to pray in the realm of faith. And we also have to be understanding who our enemy is. And we're going to look at that a little bit this morning. So understand that what prayer is, is us believers that are praying to God. And that prayer is made in the spiritual realm. I know it appears that we're talking to him naturally, but understand that your mouth, my mouth, is connected to our heart, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Words can be emanating from our heart and then released unto God, and that's what effectual prayer is. When you begin to pray from your heart, you're beginning to, to pray in that light and that knowledge that you have from God and you're beginning to believe those things that you're praying forth or asking of the Lord knowing that it's his will and plan and purpose for you to have them when you do that your prayers yes you can hear them in the natural you hear the words that you're speaking but understand that they're emanating from your inner man thus it's spiritual and that's why they come to the ears of God who is a spirit in heaven. So first and foremost, understand that you and I, we pray from our heart, therefore we're praying from our spirit. It tells us there in Romans that with the heart, man believeth. And so prayer is an expression of what we believe. Second, God who is a spirit hears our prayers. For this is the confidence that we have in God. If we ask him anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, right now, physically speaking, and I don't know the exact number, but heaven is a long ways off. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> the North Star or, <laughs> or the sides of the North, as, as the Bible uh, talks about. Way up there. Uh, is that place in, in which God lives, the place that he's making for us, is 
many, many, many physical miles away. But in the spirit, when you pray, it's that far away. <laughs> the spiritual realm is awesome. It's, it's not captivated by any physical law. It's operating in spiritual law. And it, so it's tremendous. So when you, when you lift your heart to God from your heart, your voice, your heart, that which you're believing, that which you're saying is in his ears immediately. Hallelujah. And then you, you and I also have to understand that once he hears our prayers, he responds to them. Now, I just quoted 1 John 5, 14 and uh, verse 15. I read the 14th verse, but then afterwards, the 15th verse says, if we know that he hears us, because we're praying according to God's will, we're, we're praying according to the word of God. So we know he hears us. If we know he hears us, we know we have what we asked him for. And really, we, we need to embrace that. Too many times, Christians are praying, 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 hoping that it'll make a difference, hoping that God will respond, hoping that things will change. That's unbelieving prayer. That's praying from your mind. That's praying in this natural seen realm or in the mental realm. And God does not respond to those. Remember, we have to pray according to his will. So you're praying according to what you're believing in your heart. So we've got to take that out of this realm of, I hope he answers, I hope things change, I hope he responds. No. Again, that's praying in the dark. But when you pray in the light, you know that he hears you. And when you know that he hears you, you know he's responding to you. And we need to believe that. Now, we have an account here in Daniel. And to me, it begins to illustrate all of this. It's the experience of Daniel. And it's over here in the 10th chapter. And this would be a good portion of scripture for you to open to and highlight or make notes from. Because it really gives us a a accurate depiction of what prayer is. Now understand that Daniel was seeing what was going on in the scene realm. He saw that things that were happening were not going in the direction of what was prophesied concerning uh, his people. And so he's beginning to question, I don't want to say question God, but ask of God, what's the timetable of these things coming to pass? Because obviously they're not happening now. And I want to be a part of those who are helping to assist those things to happen. And so he, he lifts his requests up to God. Now go here to the 12th verse. And I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. This is Daniel 10, 12. Now remember, he's just prayed. And all of a sudden, in response to his prayer, 21 days later, an angel appears to him. Think about the persistence of Daniel. Not being moved by what looked like nothing was happening. You see, this is why we've got to unhook ourselves from this physical realm and always allowing it to dictate to us what's happening. Many times, things out here don't change immediately when you pray. I wish they did, but they don't. Remember, Jesus told us that the prayer of faith is like a seed. And 
A seed in the natural takes time to, to bear the fruit it was created to bear. And so is prayer many times, especially when we're birthing it into this seen realm from the spiritual realm. So here's Daniel. He prayed for 21 days about the same thing. Entreating God to help reveal to him the hour in which his people were living in and what he and they should do in order to see things happen more rapidly. And 21 days, and in this scene realm, it seemed like nothing was happening. Now check this out. Here comes this angel, and he begins to speak in verse 12. And he says to Daniel, don't be afraid, Daniel. Now listen to what he said. He said, from the first day that you prayed, from, well, now remember, this is the 21st day since he began praying. So that means that on the first day, your prayers were heard. From the first day, your prayers were heard. Remember, when you lift your voice to God from your heart, it's there instantly to him. I don't know if, it, if you call that a nanosecond. <laughs> But just understand, it's almost like you're standing in front of him and you're communicating in real time. That's how it's like in the spiritual realm. So this angel reveals to Daniel and now to us that when you lift your voice to God, he hears you immediately. Let me read the fullness of this verse. He says, don't be afraid, Daniel, the angel said to me, from the first day that you purpose to understand and to humble yourself before God, your prayers were heard. We need to embrace that. We need to believe that every time we pray, what we just prayed is now in the presence of God. He has the understanding of what you need and what you're requesting of him. Now it gets better. Your prayers were heard. Now listen to this. The angel says to Daniel, I have come, and obviously he's, he's, he's come from the heavenly realm and now manifested in the seen realm. I am come because of your prayers. Now that's pregnant with revelation right there. Notice it says that what he has now experienced is solely based on him asking God. Well, that tells me that God doesn't do things on his own. He's waiting for us to make request of him, which gives him permission to come to the earth, to come into this scene realm. Yes. Yeah. That, that's the church. That's the building we're in right now. Oh, that's a rainbow. Yeah, we had a rainstorm, and, and afterwards there was this huge rainbow. In fact, it was a double-decker. There's another rainbow above that you can't see. So we're right in this building. You see those windows there? That's the windows right over here. Yeah. Yeah, window there. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's no windows over there. The windows are right there. So I'm going to talk to these people some more, okay? I'll be with you in a second. I won't be long. Yeah. What, what, what is that? 
It's yeah, that's the color yellow. And is this some kind of a warrior? Is this like a um, transformer or some kind of a robot? He's got some big tools there, huh? All right, why don't you go get me black for me? Can you go, can you go get me your iPad? See ya. All right. So this is this is wonderful for us to see this from the physical perspective, and it's revealing what's actually happening in this unseen realm. And that's really the emphasis the Lord, I believe, is trying to bring to you and I, that the realm of prayer, even though we're trying to, to have our prayers begin to change what we're seeing and experiencing the seen realm, but much of what takes place in prayer is completely unseen. It's activity that's happening in that unseen realm. So this angel said, the only reason I'm here, the only reason I'm here talking to you because I came because you asked. <laughs> that, I like that. That's powerful. You see, angels are uh, ministers for you and I. You know how we, we used to talk, you know, about how we want to be an angel or when we, uh, when we leave this earth, we become an angel. Hey, that's a demotion. God made us on a much higher level than angels. Angels are just servants that simply obey commands. They don't make decisions of their, of their own. They solely re, uh, respond to what God says, and then the Bible tells us they respond to what we say. They hearken or they listen to the voice of God's word. That's why we pray according to God's will, because then that puts all this, this angelic spiritual atmosphere around us beginning to serve us and work for us and produce God's will in our life here on earth. It's exciting. Let's go on. So verse 12 tells us that God hears us immediately. Verse 12 tells us that, that it took time for him to get there, but the angel got there on that 21st day because of he asked for him to be there and to reveal what he's asking for. So let's find out why it took 21 days. Look here in Daniel 10, 13. Now this angel begins to describe what he experienced when he left heaven with a message coming from heaven to earth in the behalf of Daniel. It says, but the prince, and that would be an angelic being, the prince of the kingdom of Persia opposed me. So you know that this prince of the kingdom of Persia is opposing God. So he's working in the kingdom of darkness. Anything that opposes God, therefore is not of God and is of the other kingdom. In this spiritual realm around us in the earth are two spiritual kingdoms. You've got this, the kingdom of darkness, that's Satan and his cohorts and his uh, devices and his will that's arrayed against the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, or the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. That's the kingdom of God in which we were born into. That's what salvation is. Salvation is being delivered from an evil spiritual kingdom of which we were citizens, and we've been translated through 
a rebirth of our spirit, removing the, the, the spirit of death that was in us that separated us from God and gave us the spirit of life. Remember, Jesus came, came in to give us life, eternal life, and has brought us over into God's kingdom. This is a wonderful idea to bring my grandson here this morning and bring us into that kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of light. Yes, sir. What you doing? That's a piano. I thought you were going to go get me your iPad. Go get me black. Can you do that, please? And so here, I'm talking to the people on the, on the camera. And so this, this prince of the kingdom of Persia, he's operating in this unseen, fallen, spiritual realm. And it says that he opposed this angel that had the answer for Daniel for 21 days. So that tells us the, the, the reason it took from the moment that, that God heard his prayer in that first day, why it took 21 days to make the trip from heaven to earth. Because when that heavenly angel got into the realm or the atmosphere around the earth, there are evil uh, beings, whether they be angels or demons, there's actually four ranks uh, in the kingdom of darkness, which we'll see over there in Ephesians chapter 6. They began to battle. They began to war with one another. And that evil angel was keeping the heavenly angel from coming. It must have been somewhat of a stalemate. Now, look at this. He opposed me for 21 days. Oh, thanks for the black. Can I have it? Yeah. Pick it up to me. Which, which one do you want to watch? Which one of these guys do you want to watch? Show me. Which one? Pick one, and then you can go sit down and watch it, okay? Oh, dinosaurs. You want to watch that one? All right. Let's see. Oh, super wings. Okay, could you go take this and sit down, please? Thank you. So it was pretty much a stalemate in this unseen spiritual realm. And now remember, when all this is going on, Daniel has no idea what's happening. He's looking at his watch and going, wow, I prayed 21 days ago. Why isn't this here? Maybe God didn't hear my prayer. Oh, maybe I'm not good enough for God to answer my prayer. See, those are all these thoughts that go on in our mind that the enemy is trying to pull us out of that realm of faith. But see, we believe what the word says. We have confidence that when we ask him, he hears us. And because he hears us, verse 15, we know we have. So let's not get so caught up on where is it? Where is it? How long's it been? And, and go through all the, the, the gymnastics of thinking about why something's not happened and just understand there's something going on in the spiritual realm. And if I stay in faith, it's gonna make its way to me. Hallelujah. That's what Daniel did. And that's why he's in the book. <laughs> he trusted God. Now, here we go. It says that then Michael, and that's one of the three archangels, Michael, one of the chief princes or one of the chief angels, he came to help me. So this angel that was sent from heaven had a stalemate in the spiritual realm against the, the, the angel of darkness. And so Michael came to tip the scale, so to speak, to, to win that battle so that this angel could get to Daniel. And this is where we find 
him. So Michael, one of the chief angels, came to help me after, after I had, had left there with the king of Persia. So understand that around us that we're not privy to because it's in an unseen realm, many times there are battles taking place. It is the, it is the classic battle between uh, right and wrong uh, <laughs> and good and evil would be a better way of saying it. But guess what? We've already won through Jesus Christ. So as long as we maintain our position of believing God, we win every time. Hallelujah. So understand that the kingdom of darkness was trying to stop the answer to Daniel's prayer. And that's why it took 21 days. Aren't you glad he just trusted God and just stayed in that position of faith? And this experience helps us to understand that, that there can be battles that take place when we're praying. Now, I want you to go on over to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And this could be a, a familiar scripture to you. I hope it is. But it also begins to agree with what we've been re reading and talking about this morning. Here in Ephesians 6.11, we're told to put on the full armor of God. Now, remember, if this is something from God, then it's spiritual. It's, it's a spiritual armor. You understand it's the, it's the breastplate of righteousness. It is the helmet of salvation. It's having our feet shod with the preparation of God's uh, peace or God's gospel. It's having the sword of the spirit, having the shield of faith. And so understand, those are all spiritual implements. Over there in Corinthians, it says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not physical. They're not of this earth. But it says they're mighty through God. So understand that you and I have been given armor to win these spiritual battles. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, he says, put it on. Put on. That's telling us that we have a responsibility to put it on. God can't put it on for us. Your pastor, for the most part, can't put it on for you. He can, he can give you somewhat of protection, but you need protection that you're believing in. Hallelujah. And so just understand that we put on our armor and we do that so that we can stand against the tactics, the strategies, the devices of the devil. Hallelujah. So understand that there is a spiritual realm, or better said, a spiritual kingdom, that kingdom of darkness, that's arrayed against us, trying to hinder us, trying to keep us from receiving the blessings of God, trying to keep us from from following the plan of God, trying to keep us from getting to a place where we become skilled in operating in this spiritual realm and begin defeating him and putting him on the run, therefore shrinking his influence and control in the earth and increasing God's. That's what it's all about. I feel like I'm doing the hokey pokey. 
<laughs> so, so there is an evil realm endeavoring to hinder us every day. And there are spiritual beings of that kingdom that we will uh, deal with in our own personal life. No, no believer is immune from this. Now, look what Jesus said, and he's going to enforce these realities that we're talking about. Go over here to John chapter 10. And notice it begins to say the thief. Now, this is one of the M.O.s of the devil himself. He is the one that's come to, to kill, steal, and destroy from us. He is a thief. He's trying to take what doesn't belong to him. That's what a thief does. So many times in Scripture, you'll see him described in what he does or his, what strategies he uses against us. He, he is a, a thief. He is an accuser. He, he is a liar. The, these all are describing this individual, this fallen angel who used to be called Lucifer, of whom we now call Satan or the devil. He's come to hinder us. Look at this. So this is Jesus speaking now in John 10, 10. He says, he, the thief cometh. If, if, the, if the devil came to Jesus when he was in his earthly ministry to hinder him, to stop him, to uproot what he was doing, don't you think he's also going to come to us? Because now we're the representative of Jesus Christ. But the good news is, is that Jesus defeated him in every one of his attempts against him. And that we only have a record of one time. But the Bible says that the devil left for a season or for a time. So that tells me he kept coming back. Kept coming back. Don't you know that the devil was there in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane when he was proving and determining the perfect will of God for him to go to the cross? You know the devil was there trying to say, to talk him out of it. Aren't you glad that Jesus stood strong in what the Lord was revealing to him and had already shown him and he followed through with his mission to become our lamb, to become our sacrifice? All right, so notice these three main categories that the devil has come and what he's trying to take from you and what he's trying to take from me. It says that the thief has come to steal. He, he tries to steal our money. He tries to steal our relationships. He tries to steal our health. He tries to steal our voice. He's come to kill. Now, this truth right here set me free years ago. I lost my dad, my, my natural father, when I was nine years old. And just like your dad, my dad was the best dad in the world. He was everything to me, everything to me. And one morning I woke up, went into the bedroom to say good morning to my dad and the bed was empty and my mom said, well, you know, dad's in heaven. Well, the devil told me that God took him. The devil told me that God needed another angel. There's that demotion that people talk about. 
There, he, he, God needed another angel in the choir, so he took them. And so I thought that God the Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, was the one who killed my dad. Just so he could have someone to serve him in heaven. And that didn't go well with a nine-year-old boy. And I held on to that lie for a lot of years before I finally got the truth that all death, all death, physical death on this earth is not God. And the Lord never says that he takes anyone. It says he receives them, meaning that they leave and he receives them unto himself. When I found out that truth, it set me free because I had a contempt against God. I, down somewhere in, in this mind of mine, I'm thinking I'm not going to serve the one who took my dad. But when I got this revelation that it's the devil who kills, right there, I decided I'm going to embrace God and I'm going to come against the one that steals and kills, the devil and his kingdom. Hallelujah. And to destroy. That's the MO. That's the will, the plan, and the purpose of the kingdom of darkness that is all around us in this earth. All they want to do is steal, kill, and destroy. Now, Jesus and his kingdom is the exact opposite. He goes on to say, I have been, I am come, I've come to the earth so that you might have life. Well, isn't that the, the uh, exact opposite of to, to kill or to die? And he says, I want you to have life more abundantly. What's that mean? Well, you're going to have more life than you need. <laughs> this is why we need to grow up in the things of God. Because we are living in a war zone. We're living in a, a, in a battle between light and darkness. And by growing in the things of God, by growing in the knowledge of his word and growing in faith, growing in love, we can be victorious at, at every turn. Because the Lord always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. And you and I are more than conquerors. We just got to grow up to learn how to to be that more than a conqueror. Now, let's go on further. We just read Ephesians 6, 11, about putting on the full armor of God that we can stand against the tactics of the devil. It goes on here in verse 12. It says, for our battle. Do you see that there is a battle? We, we can't ignore it. And we have to recognize it, and we have to learn how to win each battle. Hallelujah. And we can. I said we can through him. We can do what? All things through him. And that includes winning every battle, every conflict. Now, look what he says. Our battle is not with flesh and blood. Well, who's that? Well, that's human beings. That's people. It's interesting how the kingdom of darkness always tries to get us into a human fight, a human conflict. 
I'm fighting against this person. I'm fighting against this person. That's why it's so difficult to get Christians to pray for our leaders. Because they're seeing them as a person. And we don't like what they're doing. And so our battle now is against them. And I'm not going to pray for somebody who's against me. That's being short-sighted. That's being one who doesn't understand the battle through the word of God. It says right here, as plain as it can be, that our battle is not against people. That, that is so liberating to me. When I'm praying for a leader, yes, I'll pray for that person that they would receive the Lord. I pray that heavenly wisdom and guidance would come upon them. I, I pray the atmosphere of heaven around them. But I also understand that there's an evil influence that's working through them. And that's who we have to stand against. That's the one that we need to bind and disallow his influence upon not only that leader, but more, um, more importantly, his influence on that office. It's an office of authority that God put in place for good, and now the devil is influencing that individual in that place of authority and is working through him. You see, all the devil can do is hijack God's authority to, to exert authority. He doesn't have authority on his own. That's why he came after Adam and Eve, because they had God-given authority. He figured if he could deceive them, influence them, then he could use that platform of authority upon the earth. And that's exactly what's taking place. So look at this. Our battle is not against people, but our battle is against rulers. Now this is talking about these out here in this unseen realm. There's rulers against authorities against world powers and spiritual forces there's actually four ranks of this evil realm of darkness all the way up to the top who is satan or the devil himself so it says that that we're fighting against all spiritual forces of evil where are they it says that they're in the heavenlies or in the heavens. Now understand that this atmosphere above the earth is the first heaven. It's a spiritual realm. And this is where much activity is uh, that the devil is exerting against us, the people of God. Understand that the devil's not in hell. Why would he want to be down there? And his cohorts are not down there. No, he's up here where we are. He's up in this area on the surface of the earth and, and, and that above the surface of the earth. And he's endeavoring to influence human beings. And in doing that, he's beginning to work through them because they begin yielding to what? he's asking them to do or suggesting that they should do and they don't realize that it's the devil who's trying to influence them very few have a covenant with satan 
Many of them are just those that are just overtaken by pride, overtaken by greed, overtaken about me, 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 me. And when they start doing these things that the, the devil is suggesting to do, then he starts seeing these things come to them. Not realizing the devil's just using that as bait to get them to use heavenly authority and exert it upon us in a negative way. Oh, hallelujah. So, let's see what time it is. You know, we're really close to shutting down, so maybe we should stop there. So understand that our battle is not physical. Yes, sir. Did it stop? Here, let me help you. You want to pick another one? Let's see one that we like. Which one do you like? Right here. Oh, it's an ant. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be right with you, okay? So we're seeing that our battle isn't physical. Our battle is in the unseen realm of the spirit that's all around us. Now, this isn't something to get afraid about. This isn't something to get all worked up about. No, 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 no. You've got to see it first before you can begin learning how to operate in it. And, and that's what we're attempting to do. So, I guess that's it for today. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, this uh, next week, I'm going to join my wife. Uh, we're, we're taking a little trip down to Madison, Alabama. One of our good friends, one of our glorious friends is getting married. And so we've been invited to the wedding. And so we're going to go down and be a part of that wonderful celebration. And so I'll be gone next Friday. And so... Yeah, that, that's a clock. No, it's not night-night time. So why don't you work over there? Let me say goodbye to the good folks, and then I'll take care of you, okay? Is that all right? Yeah, I'll show you how that works as soon as I'm done, okay? So as I was saying, <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> oh, we, we went out. I decided I was going to go for a walk last night. And so... Uh, my, my daughter had to go visit one of her friends who was in need, so I still had the kid last night at about 8 o'clock. And uh, so we got out, and I'm, I'm walking. And uh, he wants to run. And so he's saying, get me, get me. And so I'd start, you know, jogging behind him, trying to catch him. <laughs> okay. I'll be right there, okay? And so... I was using my GPS for the walk, and so I was tracking where we were going, what our pace was, and how far we went. And when I got home last night, this little boy, this little four-year-old, he ran almost a mile. And uh, he, he just, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. And uh, when my daughter put him to bed, when she finally got home, she put him to bed. She said when his head hit the pillow, he was out. <laughs> it was awesome. So we're leaving on a trip, so we won't have a Friday morning uh, broadcast next week. I believe I'll be back the following week, so I look forward to that. And I want to I cinch this down. I want us to be aware of what's going on when we're praying. And that we, we stop being so manipulated by what we see and what we feel in this physical realm. And it'll just really make life 
so much better for you and I. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you for this time that, that we've spent uh, this morning looking at the Word of God, looking at the truth that's in the Word. And I thank you that your Word sets us free because we begin to see what reality is. And we learn how to operate in that reality. So, Father, I say right now in the name of Jesus that we are the blessed of the Lord. I say that each one of us is more than a conqueror and that we have been empowered to operate in this unseen realm and be victorious for Jesus, to be victorious in the kingdom of God and to win at every turn. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, you are blessed. That's right. You are blessed of the Lord. Go somewhere and be a blessing. See you next time. Bye-bye.